Hello and welcome to the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony Nash, and we are coming to you, as always, from the Armory in beautiful downtown Owasso, Michigan, home to my company, AZ Business Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. Now, we are joined today by sisters Nick and Hay, Nicole Genro, and Haley McGinnon. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hello. Thank Ooh. you. Hello. It, it's great to have you. This is our first time doing a uh, double, the Doublement Sisters here, the <laughs> Doublement Twins. The first time having two guests on the show, so we're excited about that. But uh, why don't you tell our audience what Nick and Hay are up to these days? Uh, well, I am the owner of Details and Daydreams Photography. Um, I've been a full-time photographer for eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. Well, photographer for eight years, full-time for five years. Um, we shoot weddings. We blog. Yes, you do. We vlog. Vlog. Yes. <laughs> we, we do a lot of things. We and sold clothes for a hot minute. That yeah. was fun. And you do a lot of it together. We do. We basically do everything together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a full-time job, uh, like a you have seven, a big girl job. I have a, I have a, a big, big girl, girl job. job. Yeah. Seven to three thirty, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I will. Yeah. So <laughs> more, I'm more like freelance. Um, so when I'm home, I'm working on stuff for you know Nicole, or I'm doing stuff for a local YouTuber and blogger. Um, so I take care of a lot of social media things, you know, sponsorship deals, things like that. Yeah. So creative and anything I can be. Very, very cool. And so I see you guys on social media a lot. I mean, obviously, we know about the photography a little bit. Mm -hmm. You guys help each other with Mm -hmm. that. Um, You do the blogging, the vlogging, which is kind of the new cool thing. Mm -hmm. Probably Mm -hmm. not that new, but it's new to me. Uh, You you do online training. You have some online training videos on your website to kind of help people introductory to some of the things. And now you're getting ready to start this new um, workshop thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk more about that. Not to mention, you guys have families, moms, dog moms, kids, wives, <laughs> all that stuff. How do you balance all of this stuff? I mean, you guys are so busy. Uh, I used to strive for the whole work-life balance. Like, that was on my goal list every year. Like, to, this year is going to be the year How for work-life balance. Last? Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's not a – I've discovered and accepted that it's not really a real thing. There's time to be mom, and there's time to be business owner, and sometimes they overlap, and sometimes – like, my new thing is, like, waking up in the beginning of the day and knowing what I have to get done and just accepting it. If it's going to be an off day, I just have to accept it's going to be an off day. Yeah. Spend yeah. the day with my family, be mom, do housework, do all of those things, mm-hmm. and not let the business things like, – can't, I can't feel guilty about those things. Right. So, in the days that I have to wake up and hustle and get all the things done, that's what I have to do. I have to wake up and get all the things done. And not feel guilty about the dishes not getting done. And it, it's just... Right. You have to well, set your intentions each morning and just... Well, I, I would say that pretty much every day I wake up, I wake up in just a mild panic. Not a heavy panic, <laughs> but in a mild panic. Like, oh my goodness, I have more to do today than I could possibly get yeah. done. And I learned a long time ago that I'm going to disappoint somebody today. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think to me, balance is about prioritizing For who sure. you're not going to disappoint. Like, I'm not going to disappoint my wife. I'm not going to disappoint my kids when I can help it. Uh, and then, of course, you have your clients, and you have other things, and you, you never want to intentionally disappoint anyone, but when you try to be everything to everyone and all things to all people all the time, you end up burning yourself out. 100%. Then you're not happy, and the people around you aren't happy. So uh, I would think, I think you know, uh, prioritization or um, Unrealistic expectations things. is a yeah, huge thing. Like, exactly. expect, you can't expect to please everyone all the time. It's, it's impossible. It just doesn't happen. For sure. I have a really strong, like belief that my 
freelancing work and stuff, that's still, that's fun for me. So right. as long as I'm home in my comfy clothes, like on my couch working, I don't mind it. Right. But I do have a very strict rule for myself that by 930 at the latest, I am done working. I put my, you know, computer away. I'm social. It's social media for fun. You know, I have to have that time to wind down and, yeah. you know, reel it in or else I won't sleep and I'll be up all night yep. more so than I am anyways. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a very like it's something that I've followed. I think my whole life is by nine o'clock, by nine thirty, like it's it's time to just that, take me time. That's a great way to live. by. I know for me, like the teach first me. teach me, what yeah. you mean, please. <laughs> teach me your ways for sure. I could learn something there because I know for me. For the first part of my career, I, w- I spent the first seven years of my adult life or as I was learning to be an adult uh, as a youth pastor and then an associate mm-hmm. pastor, uh, which is a 24-7 gig. I mean, when somebody calls and they're in, going to the hospital, they're sick, you can't say, well, it's, um, it's bedtime. You know? right. And then I was a hotelier for 10 years, which is another 24-7 gig. The hotel's open 24 hours a day, seven mm-hmm. days a week. People used to ask me, like, if you could change anything about the hotel, what would it be? And I would always say... I would just like to pick like three days a year that the hotel closes so that (laughs) I can go to bed knowing I'm not going to get a call. And so I kind of was, I just learned it to be available to my guests uh, 24 hours a day. And so then when I started this business, I kind of lived by that same motto and I made myself available to my clients 24 hours a day. And I found that I I didn't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm, And, uh, And then when I really noticed it is when that, I started hiring people and then my clients were not just bugging me at 11 o'clock at night and they're not bugging my employees mm-hmm. who are not happy about it and are frustrated. Right. And so trying to just say, when I go home, it's time to be home. There is such a thing as business hours. It's good to be accommodating to your clients and to help and mm-hmm. to, you know, be available. But, um, you know, there are other things that are more important. So I've tried recently uh, as much as I can. I, I don't even bring my computer home with me, which is just liberating because mm, every yeah. time I'm home, I think of something that I should do. But right. when it's not there, you can't do it. So I've been taking a lot of little trips lately. Like I'm gone for two or three days, three mm-hmm. or four days. We're all jealous. We notice all the trips. <laughs> you tell us all about it on social media. But like we all have FOMO the, of, of Nicole. Uh-huh. The one like next week I'm thrilled about because I don't even have cell <laughs> signal. Like I have to walk to the beach to make a phone call. So yeah. the fact that I will have no connection to the outside world for two and a half days makes me really yeah. excited. It can be a beautiful thing. Like we, we like to go, it's kind of the Michigan thing. You go up North, yeah. you know, anything yeah, North of Claire is like, you know, yeah. amazing. So like for me, the only place in the world, honestly, that I've been able to find that I can shut my phone off and just relax is when I get north of Claire, like mm-hmm. something about that <laughs> rest stop there that yeah. you pass on 127, like <laughs> yep. the, the air just changes and I'm like, all right, I don't need to do anything right now mm-hmm. and I can put it all away. So that's very important. Part mm-hmm. of balance is just making sure that you have downtime, time for your loved ones, time for the things that you just enjoy doing mm-hmm. something that's fun, whatever that is time to decompress. So, <clears throat> well, I want to, uh, just here for a minute here, I want to play a little game <laughs> that I call Nicole or Haley. Okay. I'm excited. We, we watch, <laughs> we watch you ladies on social media. We follow you and you're very close. And, uh, at least you appear to be close, you know, mm-hmm. closer than my sister and I, I feel like, but, um, it's a good thing. Um, so I just want to kind of get your opinions on some things here. And so I'm going to throw out a question or a statement and you guys tell me whether it's Nicole or Haley. All I right. love it. Are you ready this for this? Let's do this. All right. First one, most outgoing. Nicole. Yeah. Me Without a doubt. Nicole. Okay. <laughs> most creative. Haley, hands down. I'll take it. All right. All right. Good. So far, we're unanimous. Most adventurous. Me. Lies. Oh. No way. The first battle. Are you serious? Arm wrestle. Yes. Let's talk about this. Please. Okay. Enlighten me. 
motorcycle trips. Okay, as much been as there, I done can. that. Ooh, that hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't afford vacations like you. <laughs> and I have a, a 7 to 3.30 job that... Well, I'm yeah. just saying, I, 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 right, it so might be we different. Can, we can agree that we're both adventurous. Yeah, right? let's do that. Okay, let's do that. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds good. All right, most frugal. Nicole. Yes, I am cheap. <laughs> that's a good way of saying I'm cheap, yes. Better cook. I feel like that's a tough one. I feel like we're... Home b- chef. <laughs> I feel like we're both good cooks if we actually, like, try. Take the time. Yeah, yeah. take yeah. the time to yeah. do it because... we Our parents cooked a lot growing up, so we've yeah. always... We can cook. We just yeah. don't necessarily like to all never the time. Been a, like, never been a competition. Never, like, no. sisters, like, chopped competitions. No. no. And, like, okay. my husband... I don't have kids, so my husband works later and so tuesday night i had a hot pocket for dinner because why take the time to cook for yourself there's no shame in that yeah have you ever seen jim gaffigan's bit about yes, hot pockets so it's, many times it's the best you gotta look it up um, <coughs> how have you not seen that yeah. is oh. that about how they're cold in the middle uh, maybe no. it, oh. you'll, 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 <laughs> you'll have to watch it you'll have, have to watch, to watch it. it all right who's the better driver me for sure by default because i hate driving okay. like i just refuse to do it with yeah. other people in the car yeah all right so you work weddings mm-hmm. uh-huh. so i have here who's better with grooms and who's better with brides nicole for both both oh yeah, yeah. i the bridezilla you can handle it no problem all of it I, I i there's this different side of me that comes out during weddings like i i don't i say i'm not a people person i i enjoy being around people but there's a whole new level of patience that comes out during weddings, a whole new level of apparently niceness. I don't know. I And I don't have that patience, so I have learned. <laughs> it's taken me six years, but I have learned that just to keep my mouth shut. Sometimes like, it's, yes. mm-hmm. it's better for me to not say anything. Knowing <laughs> is half the battle. Right. For yeah, sure. Right? Half the battle. For okay. sure. Who takes more selfies? Nicole, without a doubt. <laughs> I can see I that. About that. I can I mean, see that. Whatever. I can see that. Who spends the most time on social media? Probably me. Just because I think it's more part of my job. Yeah. 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 Okay. Who is most likely to be a drama queen? Nicole Presley. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's her little daughter, yeah. Presley. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a few of those. I have three daughters. <laughs> Actually, my one of my sons is probably the biggest drama queen. In we our joke house, all the time that she gets her dramatics and she's a drama queen from her dad that's not from me it's from him yeah bless his soul my son does not get it from me but my his mom's not a drama queen we don't know where he gets it but he's a little dramatic at times (laughs) um who has the weirdest phobia and what is it Haley. yeah tell us about this so obviously we go to weddings every weekend and we eat wedding food she has this thing about her food touching i don't my wife has that exact same thing she will not let it touch and like Sometimes we get really little plates, and we're really hungry, and I'm, like, piling it all on. It, it grosses me yeah, out. I can't, can't handle it. it. And it's not things like... You really want to gross her out, get her a famous bowl from KFC. Oh, yeah. Those are the best. <laughs> they are. Those, those are the best. <laughs> makes me cringe. Um, but it's not, like, you know, food that's, like, French fries or, you know, things like that, like, touching other things. That doesn't really bother me, but it's, like runny things that all mix together and all the flavors get all like her pasta like salad with casserole. the gravy yeah. Yeah, no. yeah but you'd be amazed like the amazing casseroles you can come up with at a, like a sure. wedding like that just start just piling stuff on together. just like a seven layer challenge accepted one. Yeah. challenge accepted so that is an odd phobia i gotta admit that's that's an odd i mean i've heard of people like but that yeah that's 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 a good one all right who is most likely to win a nobel prize nicole okay what would she win a nobel prize for you know for just b- bringing peace and inspiration and <laughs> I'll light take it. to the world wow very nice very nice 
All right, who's most likely to like roll up their sleeves and like get into a fight? Like, let's go. <laughs> oh me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're the fighter. I mean, I, yeah. Been there, done that, almost. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Who's most likely to cry in a movie? I mean, I put oh. here a sad movie, but even any movie. Who's most likely to cry? Haley. Yeah. She's a sap. Yeah. I am definitely What's a the sap. most embarrassing movie you've cried to? I don't know. I cry during commercials all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I have a funny story about this. My, I, I am not, I don't know what is, there was a time in my life where I felt like I just didn't have tear ducts. Like mm. I just don't ever cry. And it wasn't even like not trying to cry. Mm-hmm. I just don't. And there's times where I see other people crying and I feel emotion, but I'm like, why am I not crying like everybody mm-hmm. else? And uh, this is probably a couple of years. And I'm getting older and I have kids. I find like I'm more emotional than For I've sure. ever been. Um, or sentimental is maybe the better. Word. I'm not really still that emotional, but I'm sitting down with the kids and I'm watching this movie called Homeward Brown, The Incredible uh-huh. Journey. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so yeah. you know the movie. Grab yeah. a full box of Kleenex. Yes. Yeah. So like um, I kind of like related with the kids because a couple of them reminded me of my own kids. And so we're at the end of the movie and like their end where the kids like think that the, the animals mm-hmm. aren't coming back. You've seen their journey across mm-hmm. the country. And all of a sudden, they come running over the hill. And then there's the one kid who's, I think it was the old dog, didn't come. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he starts limping over the hill. And it's like at this moment. And I'm watching it. I'm getting chills. <laughs> my wife walks in the room. And she she's like, I, I look around and I realize I'm by myself now. The kids have left. I'm into this movie all by myself. And my wife's like, are you crying? I'm like, no, I'm not crying. And I, I had tears come down my eyes. And I wasn't really sure why. But I realized that it was happening, and you would think that my wife would just see, like, oh, look at this moment of sensitivity, my husband, <laughs> but she did not. Like, she made me feel, that she, and she still to this day, like, hammers me about that one. So if I'm going to cry, i got to, like, walk out of the room because I can't let my wife see it. Oh, you should, uh, I mean, if there's something on TV and it's, like, somewhat sad, my husband literally looks at me. And he like looks at me, like glares at me to see if he I'm knows. crying. Yeah, he's <laughs> you waiting. You see us for at weddings tears. because yeah. there's, I mean, some of the speeches or some of the ceremony. Or we had a wedding earlier this year where they did a slideshow for the the oh. bride dead. There was not a dry eye in the entire place, and it is not <laughs> easy to take pictures when you're sobbing. I can imagine. I, I can think imagine. I cry at least once at almost every single wedding. Oh like, my! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was an easy one. All right. Who is most likely to win the lottery? Who's the lucky Me, one? Me, Nicole. Yeah. I'm can, very lucky. Very I have the she, best luck. I really she's do. She's lucky and she can manifest uh, yeah. like no other. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. All right. So you're going to give numbers out after the podcast <laughs> today. All right. Who's most likely to stay home when everyone else is going out? Haley. Oh, Me. Homebody? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Right. I tried to get her off her couch. It, it's very. It's not even that it's my couch. I just love being home. Yeah. Like, yeah. I used to be such a social person, like in my twenties, especially. I wanted to be out doing something every night, and I find now, like, I just I do love being mm-hmm. home. I just I look forward to going home and just being there. It's great. Um, it's my happy place. Who is most likely to become president? Neither, Neither of us. Of us. No. <laughs> Politics is not. No for thanks. You. No, we're good. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Whose life? as a whole would make a better reality show you don't get one without the other no it's yeah we're be together both of us. Yeah. i can see this, this we can we, we say this 
constantly. Like we should have a reality show. We need to pitch this. I mm-hmm. could see I, it. We just need to put a camera in my car every Saturday when we drive to weddings, and S- especially on like the drive home. Uh-huh. Yeah. I told yeah. to Zach around. I told Zach we need to just have a camera going at all times because mm-hmm. sure. some of the most funny things that ever happen just when we're just talking. Oh you know, yeah. So yeah, that's that's our all right. Good. So I think we we have a better idea of the sisters now, and mm-hmm. we know a little bit more about you. So <clears throat> that's excellent. Um, so I want to talk now a little bit about your guys' journey into entrepreneurship and sure. uh, yeah. your business and all the different things that you're doing. Um, and like I said, we those who follow you on social media, and if you don't, we're going to tell you here in a minute how you can find them on social media, but you should. But you guys seem so close uh, on social media, and uh, you seem to have this bond. Have you guys always been close like that? No. No. Not until our 20s, I would say. It, it was – I mean – Probably. We were always each other's constant because our parents divorced when we were young. We bounced back and forth. Right. So we were always each other's constant. We were always there. But I don't think we really got close until I got out of college, okay. I would guess. I think my accident even? I don't more, more as you got into college, like you started to hate me a little less. But <laughs> it's funny because we went out to dinner with one of her friends who's become my friend. Uh, we went to dinner with her in the winter, and she's like, I am so surprised how much you guys do things together because you used to hate each other she's like i am surprised you know you didn't snap each other's limbs off so yeah yeah yeah, we were definitely not always this close it it took us getting into our 20s to spending a a lot of time together and i think i mean even when i started my photography business and she started second shooting with me i think that's when it all really started we started spending a lot more time Mm -hmm. together and she our visions kind of came together for things. So, and we were just realized that we really liked. Yeah. How, how each other. <laughs> close are you in age? Two and a half years. I'm two and a half years younger. Okay. Yeah. So this gives me hope because I have two sons, my two oldest sons, they're about 15 months apart and they are like mortal enemies. I mean, yeah. literally I'm driving down the road a couple of weeks ago and I look back and they're unbuckled in my <laughs> suburban and they're fist fighting in the back seat. And I'm like, they're 13 and 14. And I'm like, my goodness, do you guys hate each other. And yeah, me and my sister had our little things, but I think a brother and a sister is different than mm-hmm. brothers or sisters. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just sometimes like, man, are these guys ever going to get along? And we have this verse in the Bible, Hebrews 13, 1. I make them say it. It says, let brotherly love continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, let brotherly love continue. Like, there's no <laughs> meaning. But this gives me hope that there is a future of maybe It'll them getting It'll happen, for sure. Okay. I mean. As you grow up, you just kind of appreciate each other more. Absolutely. I mean, we're, I don't feel like we're the exception because I know a lot of siblings that are close, but. At the same time, like my mom's throwing, you have to have another kid into mm-hmm. the ring. Mm-hmm. You have to give Presley siblings so you can be yeah. close, like you know, you yeah. and Haley are. Yeah. But granted, there's people that aren't close like we are. It just, yeah. you know, it's, I think it's a personality thing, and yeah. we've grown. You okay, know? so so whose idea then was it to not just start a business? I mean, I want to go back to like when it started, but also whose idea was it to say let's try to do this together? So the photography thing has been kind of my jam. Um, she has second shot with me, so ever, pretty much every wedding for the last six years has been her and I together. So when it comes to weddings, it's we're two peas in a pod. I do all the other shoots and stuff like that by myself. But um, I rebranded a couple of years ago from Nicole Lifestyle Photography to Details and Daydreams. Mm-hmm. And I remember bouncing ideas off of her for forever to come up with a new name. And I'm a detailed junkie. That's my one of my favorite parts of weddings. Mm-hmm. And I'm a daydreamer. I'm constantly coming up with new things that I want to do. So, it's a cool name. And, and I wanted to be something different. I wanted yeah. it to be something that, you know. Well, and at that time, too, we had kind of, like, talked about dipping our toes into um like wedding rental like you know vases and things like that just because we do it so much that it could kind of be a package deal so we kind of tried to get away from just 
a specific photography name. We right. wanted to be a brand yeah. more so. And right. then from there, um, it, it kind of rewrote that out. And then after Presley was born, um, Haley said, I was running like a little boutique type deal out of my house and it was mm-hmm. kind of a nightmare and Haley was like why don't we sell LuLaRoe and I shot it down and then I think it was like 2 a.m. one day I texted her I was like all right let's sell LuLaRoe like let's do it so we did that for two years and we killed it we did mm-hmm. we it was it was so fun we built up a following just of people that loved us together and loved right. our loved band our or, live yeah. Yeah. yeah and we did really well it was just it was so much work and to yeah. be doing photography full-time her working full-time and all I that mean, that in itself was a full-time job for so sure. trying to juggle that with everything else for sure it got to be too much and then so we kind of we got out of LuLaRoe but we've always we're, we're constantly looking for different ways that we can mm-hmm. do things together mm-hmm. so we started the blog and that's been fun but that was just something else too that we haven't had a ton of time to focus on because I'm focusing on new things she's working on new things so mm-hmm. but it's like no matter what we're working on we're constantly bouncing ideas mm-hmm. off of each other and it's it, it's it might be my thing or her thing but it's still but the blog has been very popular with people mm-hmm. yeah people love it yeah we and we haven't done a youtube video in a minute and somebody yeah. was like when are you gonna post another video you're yeah, doing someone, one right now someone, yeah. asked, right now. someone asked us that yesterday right yeah. On, yeah. Our, on our post on our yeah. we're sisters it went to our facebook and they're like yeah. we just followed your channel are you gonna post anytime soon i'm like yeah. oh we probably could yeah. i mean yeah. we have enough to say yeah, yeah for sure so you actually, Haley, had like a viral video that's had over 2 million hits, right? Talk us a little about the video. So I work for a YouTuber uh, that is out of Flushing, and Nicole actually got her channel started with her. Nicole met her first, and then I kind of just fell into this job. Um, so she posted a video on her YouTube of how to be a classy lady, and so now her video has, if not two million pretty close to it and yeah. so that is you know sh- her channel's growing rapidly and so now i take care of all of her back end work um sponsorships and things like that so you know i take care of her blogs and all of her content posting like that so i well if you've been as i have wondering how to be a classy lady you need to look that video <laughs> up. Absolutely. yeah for yeah. sure that it's a good up. one okay good so about how long ago did this all really start happening? Like when was the first time you're like, you said eight years ago you started doing uh, photography? T- uh, nine years ago, I started doing photography and it, I was working full time and it was just like a side hustle. Yeah. And um, I did that for four years and then I quit my full time job and have been doing it ever since. So she's been you're on year six of weddings with me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. And so, really, just about everything you guys do, you do together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some of it yeah, is everything. more dominant of each person. But, For sure. But uh, you guys, uh, I know we were talking about a little bit before the podcast about the different strengths each of you have and yeah. playing to those strengths. And I think that's so important. If you can find someone that you trust, a sibling, someone that you're close to. But a lot of people, I remember there was a time when, when I, I ran a hotel in New York. And there I didn't have any family, so I didn't have to worry about family members asking for jobs. But I remember when I came back here, I actually was the general manager of the Comstock, which is, uh, for those of you listening, that's a full-service hotel mm-hmm. located downtown in our town here. And uh, I remember telling the owners, like, I have a policy: I don't hire friends and f- I don't hire friends and family. And I was probably, I don't know, 30, 31 at that time, and I was just adamant that I was not going to hire family mm-hmm. members. And and I guess it was because I never wanted to get to the point where I had to fire one of them right. or discipline right. one of them, but. 
Have you guys ever had any concerns about that or having to worry about what if there's this huge disagreement or have you had big disagreements (laughs) and how do you overcome them? Um, There's a lot of rage texting that happens, but it's, it doesn't last long. And we usually just both need a chance to calm down and texting can be good because then you can just get out all the words that you wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. She just, I think puts me on silent and puts her phone away and lets me get it all out. And then she, then she ignores me. She's like, are you good? I have to, you know, step back because. I'm a pretty calm person until, well, well, <laughs> well maybe calm's not the best word, but until I get, I can get to a point where like my words will cut like a knife. So yeah. at that point, it's just better for me to be like, uh, I can't say anything because I'm going to say something I regret. <laughs> my so. dad will yeah. call me and be like, what is going on? What is yeah. happening? Yeah. Just stay out of it. We'll work it out. Yeah. Well, it out. And we At least you're not in the back of the suburban fist fighting with I the seatbelt off. Correct. That used to happen. <laughs> yeah. I pushed her down the stairs a time or two. Um, we did have an incident. The, actually, the day I got engaged, oh. we got in an epic oh, I was, fight. I, I did everything but buy the ring. I picked it out. <laughs> I ordered it. I helped him with everything. I We planned the whole day. I, I mean, I was so excited. I've been waiting yeah. for him to propose to her for so long. And she was so mean all day. We and then he proposed, it. and she was she was. I thought you said you were good with bridezillas. I yeah. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't made of honor, but it was yeah. Yeah. We like, got in an argument on the way to. So he proposed to me at the Detroit Zoo, um, like during the Christmas, Christmas time. So yeah, while the, the lights, lights yeah. yeah. And so, on the way there, we got into this epic fight, and I was so mad, and so. We got, to, we went out to dinner beforehand and I like, I sat in the car. <laughs> we were setting so... the romantic and then, mm-hmm. and then I had, I was, I had my daughter and I had to nurse. So she went inside so I could come out and sit in the car. Like she wouldn't even sit in the car with me. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And then they got engaged and I was like, just be nice to me. She was, she was crying. Do you yeah, know was, what I've been doing? Yeah, yeah. She was crying because she's like, it's the happiest day of your life and you hate me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm feeling such a jerk. <laughs> Some of this sounds so familiar. You know, I think anyone out there that's listening that has siblings can mm-hmm. understand yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And I guess I would like to know if you, if someone out there is listening and they are thinking about going into business with a family member or with a sibling, um, but they have some apprehensions, what would be some advice you'd give them to make sure that, you know, it's family first at the end of the day, business is business, but family has to kind of make it through. Grace. Have grace. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean... Any kind of business is high emotion. There's, a, there's a, I mean, especially when you're passionate about different things or if it's one of your passions and you're just, you know, hiring somebody, you know, a sibling to help. It's, you got to keep perspective and it is, it's just a job. It's just, it's just work and family is way more important and, right. you know, a much higher priority. And mm-hmm. I think you have to go into it to kind of like, we are, you know, sure have a good relationship beforehand like we have a yeah. strong you know yeah. rock solid relationship yeah. yeah yeah so i think that if you don't want to go into business when you're already fighting with all the time right, right. yeah <laughs> if yeah. we i don't think if we were as close as we are that it would work no. nearly as well yeah um so i don't know that i necessarily have advice for it it's just you have to know your relationship with yeah. your sibling in right. general right well, i mean i've heard people say never go into business with family or never hire family and i think you know there probably are instances where that has turned out to be a bad thing, but I think if you're committed to each other mm-hmm. and, and you have right. the grace that you're the more, I think it can work, and you guys are a testimony to that. So I want to talk a little bit now about social media. I think 
it's because become such a dominant force in the world today it's really changed society some people would say for the better some people would say for the worse but it's certainly changed entrepreneurship it's opened up so many opportunities absolutely Mm -hmm. i don't think we've even tipped the iceberg of what the internet is going to make available to us Mm -hmm. as human beings as business owners um and actually i think the way we met was through social media i Mm -hmm. had posted a job posting and you and your 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 dreamer you kind of saw and thought maybe i'd like to try this and after Mm -hmm. us talking we realized that you know you probably didn't have the time to to commit to what we were doing and and uh you know you were probably we couldn't afford you anyways because you're (laughs) you know you're on on your own level there and but that's kind of how we connected Mm -hmm. and then we ended up following each other on social media and that's kind of really how we even know each other and i think social media you know opens up opportunities to meet new people and and make you know those kind of connections but um you know when it comes to social media um do you think that it's 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 a important part of your business or do you think that businesses can kind of get by and because i know a lot of business owners that i don't want anything to do with social media and i find that they're struggling but what's your opinion on that i think it depends on the business like okay. i i mean let's say i mean haley just set up a facebook page for a doctor's office it's a little bit different than it would be you know what I mean for my photography business I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for Facebook there I mean there were times where I wish I could have deleted my Facebook and left the app and never Mm -hmm. looked back but I can't I mean Mm -hmm. it's it's and and Facebook and social media has brought me clients that are now friends and that I've watched their families grow and it is the biggest honor to be able to shoot someone's engagement pictures and then their wedding and then be the first to know when they're pregnant and then do their maternity pictures and be one of the first people to meet their newborns and and, catalog their journey. Yeah. yeah, And I, I get to, I get to watch their families grow and it is, it's the biggest blessing. And I, I wouldn't have that if it wasn't for Facebook. Now, do I utilize Instagram like I should for my photography business? Probably not, Mm -hmm. but Facebook works for me. And I mean, it's, you're battling algorithms and you know, all the things changing constantly. sure. But I just do what I've always done, and it's worked. And, you know, when I get to the point where it doesn't, then we'll reevaluate. There you go, yeah. But it certainly changed the business world. I don't necessarily know that, like, it's a social media platform, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or something like that. But I definitely think having a digital presence is so important, whether it's, you know, I'm really big on, like, newsletters because Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that, you own your subscribers. Like yeah. when the Facebook algorithm changes, when the Instagram al- algorithm changes, your subscribers to your newsletter are going to see your newsletter if yeah. you're putting them out. So right. I think that's a big one. And, you know, it's a good point. Yeah. So having all of these like, you know, digital ads like that, like you have a way to track your progress of who's seeing it and how you're getting out there. Whereas with just, paper flyers or things like that like you can't track who's seeing that so i do think digital media and social media has made a world of impact on these you know and ways of marketing yeah and and marketing and made it easier for you know jobs that didn't exist before to exist now so yeah i know my company probably would not be i know it wouldn't be where it's at today if it weren't for social media Mm -hmm. part of what we do is we manage social media accounts we manage almost 70 social media accounts and there are certainly industries where it's just easy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have a smokehouse that we promote for, and, like, it's just easy to get followers. Right. Everybody loves barbecue. Everybody loves a good steak. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves a good burger. And so as mass appeal. But then we have other clients that, you know, we have, like, a trucking company or we have, like, 
uh, a landscaper, we have a florist, and and the whole way we have to post for them is completely different. And their engagement sometimes is different based on right. what they do. But I'm a believer that, uh, like you said, you should have a digital presence, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's already headed that way. But I think, you know, in the next five to 10 years, if people can't find you online, you just don't exist. Absolutely. Right. For because sure. Everybody wants to find everything from mm-hmm. their, from the smartphone. So I think it's important that you, <clears throat> uh, have a digital presence. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell people this all the time, social media right now, it's free right. to have an account. Mm-hmm. So just have one. Right. Even if yeah. you don't actively post, like have a Twitter, have a Facebook, have a yeah. YouTube, mm-hmm. have a Pinterest, have a Nobody you know, wants whatever. to search for anything. They want to. They want to Google it and find it immediately. They right. they like instant. Right. You know what I mean? Instant yeah. results. So, right. make yourself as easy to be found easy as you possibly can. Easy to be found can. as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. <clears throat> well, like I said, for us, um, it's amazing to me how many people have come just out of the blue. Hey, we saw this post that you did and we saw that you do websites or we saw that you do graphic design mm-hmm. and someone you never met, never had a referral. But it's it's a help. So I think that it's important that people take the time. I've heard a lot of people say, I just don't have the time for Mm -hmm. it. And I know it's time consuming. I mean, I told you guys that our own social media probably gets the least amount of attention of all the accounts we manage. But we've really focused in the last several months of really putting time into that and putting out content Mm -hmm. as many places as we can. Um, So I want to talk a little bit more now about your new workshop that you guys are going to be doing all about clarity and direction. And so we talked about all the different things you guys have going on with the photography, the blogging, the vlogging, the newsletters, full-time job, mothers, weddings, kids, um, all of these different things. And, you know, you're really focused in your lives right now on clarity, having direction. So talk a little bit about your workshop and when that's going to be available and what you're working on there. And then we'll get into more about why those things are so important in business. So last year was probably one of the best years I've had in my photography business. I I was literally living the life that I dreamed of five years ago. I was full time. I was making great money. I was going to the gym. I was making my own schedule. I was spending time with my family. Like I, I was exactly where I wanted to be, but I spent the whole year feeling like, Okay, now what? Like, mm-hmm. so, something's not there. I don't know what it is, but something's not there. So throughout the course of the end of the year last year, um, I was looking around just at different jobs online because I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't need a job. But I, some, you know, and even talking to you because mm-hmm. I think that kind of fell right in that same time. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out yeah, what's you, missing. You had said that. You're like, yeah. I don't even know why I'm here. I just, <laughs> I just thinking yeah. about trying something new. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I stumbled into. I had found a posting. I would stumbled into the realm of life coaching and I I was fascinated so I I'm like you know what I'm gonna sign up for a certification course if anything I'm gonna learn more about myself and I got part way through and I was like holy crap this is it like this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing I don't know Mm -hmm. what but but it's this is it so I ended up hiring my own coach because uh, what better way to figure things out Mm -hmm. than you know what I mean so um I and my coach is, her name is Sarah. She's from Portugal. She's amazing. She's, her story is just as incredible. So she's been my guiding light for the last seven months. And so I've been working with her and just trying to figure out, do I want to do one-on-one coaching? Do I want to do um, group coaching? Like I came up with this entire program, but nothing felt right. Nothing yeah. like I, I was, I, I was just trying to figure this yeah. all out. And I was having a conversation with two of my best friends one night and I was like, I've got all of the stuff to share, but I just don't know how to get it to people. And 
uh, my friend was like, well, why don't you start talking to high school kids? And it was 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, and my intro to photography course online was launching the next morning. And I was up until 4 a.m., and I wrote a speech, and I wrote all this stuff, and the workshop kind of manifested itself. So the workshop is called The Clarity Concept, and it is going to be for high school juniors and seniors, maybe more so for seniors. But um, starting in the fall, I'll be going to different high schools and speaking. And and as far as the speaking goes, this is – things that I wish I would have known when yeah. I was a high school, like, if I would have known the, teach in high yeah, school, <laughs> if I would have known the things at 18 that I know now, and I know it's life experience, but just some of the simple things of the five people that you surround yourself with are a reflection of who you are as a person mm-hmm. and the importance of setting goals and the importance of a positive mindset and just so many little things. So I actually spoke to um, a local high school before they graduated and I got great feedback from them and so I, I kind of took all of that and kind of poured my heart and soul into this workshop. And the purpose of it is not for these kids to go into it and be like, oh, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do with my life. Because right. that's not it. That's, you have to kind of figure that out. But it's more so to, like, help kids find fulfillment. The mm-hmm. statistic is 80% of 20-somethings want to change their career path. and. Yeah. Huh. That statistic blows my mind. Those are kids coming out of college with... They can. Yeah. The kids coming out of college with bachelor's degrees and with master's degrees, and they get into the workforce, and re- they're there for a year, and they realize, I hate this. Right. Like, I pick something just All to pick it. All too common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's sad. So my new mission is to change that statistic. Like, that's what I want to do, and that's what I hope the workshop will do, is kind of have these kids really dive deep and really think about the things that inspire them and the things that they actually enjoy talking about and doing and I'm not saying that every person's passion can make a living for them mm-hmm. but there's things that you enjoy that can be carried over into the things that you do for the rest of your life that when you do get into the workforce and you get into work every day you might have a bad day but you still want to go back the next day mm-hmm. right well and and I would say to add to that that because of the internet you almost can turn any passion into a yeah, living if you really you, can if you really go after it. I mean yeah if you're like obsessed with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> like there's a group of people online that are also upset and you can sell yeah. merchandise, you can start a blog about turtles, mm, you can yeah. do a mm-hmm. video and you'll get you can make money doing that. So I mean if you're passionate about something, yeah. you really you, can. You can. For and I sure. think what you're talking about is so important because I've been saying for years, like we really gotta start to think about how we educate children. It yeah. has to change not not just the curriculum, because you know, I think History is vitally important. Mm-hmm. I think arithm- you know, arithmetic and understanding math, principles, science, English, these things are all important. I'm not, but some of the classes that they offer and even require, because of the access to information we have, they're really just not necessary yeah. anymore. And the thing is, the way people learn and the way people interact with each other and the way people do business, and we're not preparing young people for the right. way the world is today. It's like we're preparing them for the way the world was 20 years yeah. ago or 30 years ago, and... We're kind of crippling them. And well, that's the thing, too. Like, um, kids say, like, well, I don't know what I want to do. with." Like, there's no difference between graduating high school and saying, I have no clue what I want to do with myself. I'm going to go take my basics. And then you spend thousands of dollars in the basics and still have no clue what you want to do. Right. And then you realize, well, I want to go into a trade. And now you've wasted $15,000 exactly. taking the basics when uh, my hope is that this course or this workshop, if kids choose to do it, it can possibly save them thousands of dollars and help them from bouncing all Mm -hmm. over the place well we put so much pressure on kids and i know this is an unpopular opinion i have six children and 
there's like this idea that every kid has to go to college. Yeah, no. And I just I don't subscribe to that. No, no I think absolutely not. There is a value to a kid like going away in the college experience. There is some value to that, but it's not twenty thousand dollars a year value. Right. Well, <laughs> it's not ten thousand dollars a year value. And depends on what field you want to go exactly. into. Like if you, you know, obviously doctors and. You law know, enforcement lawyers yeah. things like that you For have sure. to go to college there are certain but, things that require a college right. degree but it's funny i was reading an article today so like my my background my uh, associate's degree is in fine arts my job is in education i work for the shiawassee resd like i'm right. a database specialist so my education is not in that and right. you know my passion and what i ultimately want to do with my life is still in this creative arts field but also like I was reading an article today that said, like, there's 10 things that they don't teach you in, in college that, you know, graphic designers or artists need to know. And it's all right. of the important things of right. how to get clients, how to, you know, properly build a portfolio, things like that. And it's like, I quit, I quit college halfway through right. my uh, bachelor's degree for graphic design. And my parents were just so frustrated by that. But yeah. I was paying for college out of my pocket and I would work full time and then go to school, not get out of class until 10. And I'm like, when I'm putting my own money into this and I don't have the desire to go home and do an assignment that someone else wants me to do that I have no interest in, why do I want to waste my money when I can learn these things online, learn how to really have a business. So access to information. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And not to mention that even in high school, I mean, they don't teach kids how to Pay Even, your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> fill out a, I mean, I used to, when I was in the hotel, I used to hire a ton of kids coming out of high school because that's the people that mm-hmm. applied for those jobs and how to dress for an interview, how to look somebody in the eye, how to fill out a W-2 mm-hmm. or an I-9. And these kids don't know any of that stuff and they're not preparing them. And, and I think that we have to really evaluate the way that we're preparing people for real life. And I think we've subscribed to this philosophy that every kid is the same, so they need to be taught the same, mm-hmm. and then they need to graduate high school and go to college, and then they get their four-year degree, and then they can get a job. And again, that path is the right path for some people. Absolutely. And I'm not discounting that path, but I would say if you're, if you're going to college for like a general business degree mm-hmm. or marketing degree, or yeah. that's no more valuable to most employers than a high school diploma. Right. And so sure. like I've talked to my kids, like, you don't have to go to college. Right. But you're going to have a plan. Right. Absolutely. You don't have to have your life figured out at 18 because nobody does. And it will change. I would have never thought I'm doing what I'm doing today at 18 years old. Right. Um, And that's all right. But you're going to have a plan. You're not going to sit on the couch and especially my couch. Like you're going to do something with your life. But, you know, I think I've seen so many young people that are still. I mean, I have a friend that's my age and she still has college debt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's worked as a server her whole life because she makes really good money mm-hmm. doing it and yeah. she enjoys it and it gives her the flexibility to be a mom and a wife. right yeah and she's like she's never really pursued much in her degree because she probably can't make as much money and she mm-hmm. doesn't right it, but she's still paying off this college debt i mean she's 39 years old right it's insane to me and yeah. so i think that's the story for a lot of people so and i think was <clears> that rachel hollis says it best that you can learn everything you need to learn to run a billion dollar company on google yeah it's, it's absolutely true. And that's one thing I cover in the workshop is like, is college for you? Is military? Like if you, you know, want to learn discipline and want to travel and want your college to eventually be paid for it, then, you know, maybe look in the military or mm-hmm. like online courses trade or schools. Trade, trade schools. schools. Trade schools are huge trade right now. Trade schools are highly undervalued. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, people ask me, that. where'd you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Pensacola Christian College for one semester and I realized that I was way too social. Mm-hmm. to focus on studying and live on a college campus. Like 
I had a 3.8 GPA in high school, and my first semester at college, I had like a 2.9 <laughs> GPA. Like I just couldn't focus. There right. was yeah. so much going on. So many activities. Yeah. Like uh-huh. how can I study, right? <laughs> yeah. like, and so, for sure. So I went, I have one semester of college mm-hmm. under my belt, and then you know because I wanted to be a pastor, I went mm-hmm. to this like pastors training institute, mm-hmm. and I got an associate's degree that's not accredited, and it certainly right. doesn't help me in the business I'm in today. And so I just I didn't go to college for this. Mm-hmm. Everything I know here and that I've built this brand on, uh, I learned by watching YouTube videos, right. going to a couple two-day seminars, mm-hmm. reading books. Like, it can be learned, and mm-hmm. it's all about. And so I think that that's not being told to kids. And I think society is afraid to say that because they think it's going to promote some sort of you know, uh, apathy or kids being uh, lazy. And I think, too, like with me going to speak to the schools, I'm relatable enough. And yeah, you don't look not, like an old fogey. Well, and not only, not only that, but like they're not hearing it from their teachers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're hearing it from somebody who I, I did that. I bounced from job to job and I, I quit my full time job with full benefits and mm-hmm. bonuses and a 401k to pursue something that I was passionate about. And pray that it works. Like, mm-hmm. but if you don't dream big and chase those dreams, and you're, you know, then you're just gonna always wonder what, what if. Exactly. And I think it's awesome that schools are letting you do this. I mean, I am very interested in learning more about that because, um, you know, I've often, as a manager of, of a hotels for ten years, I actually had thought about at one point of developing some sort of a curriculum that I could go in and teach just on the the. The principles of getting a job, mm-hmm. just yeah. just how to get a job out of high school, even, even a minimum wage job, like how to do it. Because if I interviewed ten kids coming out of high school, like nine of them would show up in like, you know, cut off jeans and a you know ratty out t shirt, hat on backwards, mm-hmm. can't look you in the eye, no resume, barely can fill out the application, and that could be a great kid, but most employers are going to look at that and say, I'm not hiring that person. Yeah. So they just, they lose the opportunity right from the, and it's not really their fault. They've never been taught. Right. So I thought, I just want to teach kids like how to present themselves. And, and so I think it's awesome that schools are letting you go in and do that because there's such a need for it. And I think you're right because it's not a class or a required thing that probably will have a good result. I will say that, you know, advocating for our county, for mm-hmm. our schools, our county's have done a lot more. Um, we have a great CTE program that has done a good job of going in and, you know, showing kids how to fill out applications and helping them create resumes. And, you know, I think schools are getting better at that too, but also like there's so much standardized testing that has to be done. So my office, we have teachers come in for trainings all the time. And, um, my art teacher, my junior and senior year, like I loved her and she came in and was talking to me and, you know, asked what I was doing. And I told her that I never finished my degree for graphic design. And she's like, well, that's the thing. Like, if you're not going to be a teacher, she's like, you spend all this money on school and you might not do anything with it and you don't need it. Like if you have a good job and you know, you have the portfolio, like you're going (laughs) to, you're going to be okay. So it's that, you know, old school mentality of our parents and the, you know, I hate to say the older generation, but that older generation of that's how they lived, but times are changing and you kind of, you know, it's making them understand that things aren't the same as they were before. And it's funny because I wish I could remember what book this was. But basically, like, public schooling was created to train people, to train kids to sit for eight hours. Right. <laughs> to prepare them to go work in a factory or go right. work on the line. Right. So it wasn't 
so much to condition them f- to learn all the things. It was right. more so to condition them to sit in one to place. Do what society needed yeah, at that time. for eight hours to be able to go, you know, work mm-hmm. in a factory. And right. I'm, obviously times have changed, but we're still stuck yeah. in mm-hmm. that. So well, and I, I can imagine the daunting task of, like, let's just rethink the whole education system. Oh, for That's sure. That's a big job. Yeah, absolutely. I think people are waking up to it, like you said, and mm-hmm. people are recognizing, like, hey, this just isn't working. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say, let's just throw more money at it. And that's not, I don't, to me, that's not the solution. No. You can have the most beautiful school and the best facilities, but that's not what's going to, people got to find a way to reach kids where they're at, find out how to connect with them, find out how to answer the real Mm -hmm. questions that they have, uh, answer the questions that they can't necessarily Google. Right. And, uh, and I think, you know, like I said, there are certain things that have to always be taught. I think it's important, but, um. No, that's very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to hear more about that and learn yes, more about I'm that. I'm very excited. And when is that going to kick off? Um, is that this school year? Yes. I'm getting ready. We're, as I say we, she is creating <laughs> all of the workbook. Like I've got the content created, but the branding and the workbooks and all of the behind-the-scenes stuff is all her. So okay. we're working to get the workbook done, um, and I'm going to start reaching out. I have 15 schools that I would love to be able to speak to in our county and surrounding counties before the end of 2019. Awesome. So um, I've already got a few schools for sure set up. This but it's high schools? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. And so my goal is to um, host at least three workshops. I mean, we're smaller schools around here, so if I can get at least you know 100 or so kids in – um, to the workshops and host a few at a time. Have the um, schools been receptive to it? Um, the schools that I've talked to, I sat down with a local principal and she was wonderful. And yeah. she said, this is exactly what these kids need. And um, I mean, obviously there's going to be a learning curve with, you know, this, I, I'm going to go speak at the schools for free, but obviously the workshop's going to cost something. So reaching the parents, letting them know that, you know, this is something that's going to be beneficial for your kids mm-hmm. um, and wanting the kids to go at the same time. Yeah. And, so it's just it's going to be a, it's going to be a learning experience all around and right. we'll kind of see how it goes but it's yeah so this this fall hopefully by August I'll start end of August beginning of September we'll start speaking at schools so Very cool. Well, good luck with that. Thank I can't you. wait to hear more about it. And I think it's going to be very beneficial and um I think it's you know we're we're it's easy for us not even that easy but we can sit here and say and these kids need to get their lives mm-hmm. figured out and we got to help them figure out and we got to help the next generation and I think we do. But then let's talk about how this kind of idea of clarity and direction affects us. For sure. As business owners, as parents, it's as spouses, funny as citizens. Because but I had people, um, I've told about this for the kids, and like, I, I need that. Like, my yeah. kids are graduating high school, right. and I have all this free time. I'm not running kids to sports. Like, I need right. that. Or right. the retirees that are like, now what? Now what do I do with myself? Yeah. So eventually it's going to get turned into a course for all the people. But I, Yeah, this has, this has appeal for, for all yeah, of us. For all, yeah, but my main focus and where my heart really is right now is reaching out to, the, to, to me yeah. when I was you know, yeah. in high school. So yeah. eventually it's going to come. That for, was the reason I became a youth pastor. My youth pastor had a profound impact on my life, and I wanted to help young people kind of find their journey. And I think that's amazing. But I think that <clears throat> there's so many people out there that are out of high school that are out of college, that are in the job that they hate. They bought into the philosophy of the American dream, so mm-hmm. they got to buy the house, the car, mm-hmm. have a few toys. Keep up with the Joneses. And then they buy all that stuff and realize it doesn't really make you happy. No. And then they have to go back to the job they hate to keep paying for it. Mm-hmm. It's this vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And then the thought of starting over or doing something different. And so they're lost. They don't know what to do. And so uh, I think that clarity in life and direction is not just important for young people. I think it's good to start there, but I think we got to figure sure. out. So how do, how do you make this application in your 
lives and in your business? How do you find direction, know where to go, how to go, where to get there? Um, I, I mean, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I still don't have clarity in my life. In my, like, I have a general sense of what I want, where I want to go, mm-hmm. but it's something that I still work on every single day. I mean, it is meditating. I've started meditating before I go to bed. I've started, you know, journaling. Like, Nicole put me through a portion of her workshop. Yeah. Like, it's something that I know I love design, and I know I love the creative, you know, things like that. And my current job, while I love it, it's never a job that I intended to be at forever. So it's now just trying to figure out how to get out of that nine to five mentality. And, you know, it's okay to fail to find what is your clear direction in life. Yeah. 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 There's no risk. There's, there's no reward without some kind of risk. Like Mm -hmm. you have to, and you can't be afraid to dream big either because you're not going to accomplish the things you want to if you don't actually take the steps to do it. Mm-hmm. And right. so the biggest thing for me, especially this year, is is been setting goals. And and it's been something that I preach in the workshop and when I'm speaking and to all of my friends, like it's been a monthly thing now. I write my goals out at the beginning of every month and not just writing out literally every single goal for every aspect of my life, but that creating an action plan for those goals, like mm-hmm. writing down the steps that I need to, to get to that point. Because then it's not just a dream. It's actually a goal. It's something that's attainable. It's something that's motivational. But then also you realize what things you're actually working on and it kind of prioritizes Mm -hmm. where you really want to go. Like if you have five big goals, but you're really only taking steps towards two or three of them, you see where your priorities lie and you see, you know, what direction you kind of really want to focus on. Mm -hmm. So that's been a really big thing for me this year is just because it's been a roller coaster of a year trying to figure all this out and figure out like where I am now and where I was seven months ago is mind boggling to me. Yeah. So to kind of take it one day at a time, yeah, make absolutely. a step towards mm-hmm. it each day. Yeah. I think writing your goals is important. There was a point in my life where I was writing my goals down every day, mm-hmm. the same goal, just writing them mm-hmm. out every day to keep them fresh in my mind. I heard Nicole on her Instagram stories this week talking about, we're almost six months left to the yeah. rest of the mm-hmm. year, which is yep. amazing to me, but where are you at on your goals? So I actually pulled my goals out and realized that, I'm very close to one of my big goals mm-hmm. and I hadn't really tied it together because I've been working towards it, but I hadn't like quantified, Oh yeah, this was a goal right. I set this year and I'm, I'm doing it. And so sometimes that can be just encouraging to yeah. know that you're on the right path. So that's another reason, Absolutely. not just to know it, but to know where your progress is mm-hmm. and to know where you're, where you're lacking. And being able to track them and, and yeah. celebrating them, celebrating when you accomplish one of those goals and not being so focused on being on, I'm so good at that. I have lists of goals and I accomplish one, but I don't actually acknowledge the fact that I did because I'm on to working on the next one. So yeah. celebrating your wins and the, focusing on the things Absolutely. that you're actually accomplishing because it's a big deal. Well, and I think too, it's important that if you have this idea, this dream, this disorder, and then you say, I'm going to set some goals. I think it's important that you surround yourself with a few trusted advisors, like run your idea by a few mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. and not that you should let them talk you in or out of it. Right. But and, and you can't give it to everybody because right. Some people are just going to hate. Some mm-hmm, people just mm-hmm. aren't dreamers. Some people just don't take risks. They'd they, rather take the safe, the easy way out, as we call it here. Um, and so I think find some trusted advisors. Listen to what they're saying, even the negative. Like take it in. Don't let it mm-hmm. affect you or don't let it bother you, but internalize it. But get some honest opinion because I know, man, if you're like me, I have like a million-dollar idea every day. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not really million-dollar ideas. But in my mind, like, oh, I'm going right. to do this. I mean, I remember at one point, even this year, I started thinking, because I'm a basketball coach. 
my boys really love basketball and, and I played in high school and I try to play now, but that's why I coach because I can't really play anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but we were taking the boys to some basketball camps and I'm watching these camps and I'm like, man, these camps are kind of lame. Like these guys don't know how to really approach kids. Mm-hmm. Like I know how I'm, I feel like one of the things that makes me a good coach is I know how to approach young people. It's not even that I'm a good X's and O's guy. I just, I'm, I know how to lead and how to inspire. Mm-hmm. And so man, maybe I just need to start doing these basketball camps. Cause then I also looked at like, what these guys are charging. They yeah. got like a hundred kids at 200 bucks a pop. I'm like doing some math. I'm like, this is a week of work. <laughs> right. and maybe I need, so I had this whole, hey, I'm going to start doing basketball camps. And then I'm like, uh, talk to a few people and they're like, well, yeah, I can see that. But like, what about what everything else you're doing? And so it's not that I might not ever do that someday, but sometimes if you get these harebrained ideas, it's not that you can't ever go after it. But if you have so many ideas and you don't bring them into, right. into focus and really know where you're going, it you can be... Yeah. Too. Write them down and come back to them, you know. Exactly. Like, write them down so you remember what they are, but it doesn't have to happen right now. That's, even for me, like, at one point at the start of the year, I was going to make candles. And I have this (laughs) stuff, and I like making candles, but I'm not going to make money off of it or do anything. So, I want to talk to you about mandals. Oh, God. (laughs) This is is one of my million-dollar ideas. Mandals. Man-scented candles. They they exist. Do they? Oh, Someone took my... See, I I invented bottled water, too, and someone took that. (laughs) No, like mandals, you know, like candles that smell like like freshly mowed grass or like gasoline or like... Not gas. Freshly mowed grass. Things that guys like the smell of. Yeah. It probably would be like a Spencer's gift idea. It wouldn't Uh, be a real thing. No. They sell those at like Bath and Body Works. I was going to say, I have a candle... Uh, from my uh, Kalamazoo Candle Company, I think, and it's called Fresh Cut Grass. And I don't oh know goodness. why I bought it because oh I goodness. hate fresh cut grass. What is See, wrong with you? Someone stole my idea. <laughs> That's why you got to go after it, right? right you have right, an idea, sure. you just got to go do it. But, um, well, I think that having clarity and direction is so important, uh, not only because of the things we're talking about, but it also really helps with your daily decision-making mm-hmm. as a human. Mm-hmm. But, but, but as in your business, really, it really helps... Like you said, when you have this other new idea, when you're clearly focused on where you're headed and where you're going and you have direction, it helps you compartmentalize these other ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's not that there can't happen or it's not that you can't go after it, but it helps you learn, like, I got to bring this all in. How does this fit under the umbrella that I'm in? Am I happy with the path that I'm on? Is this my path? Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm going towards it. And how does this fit into that? And another thing that I've really talked to my kids about when when, it did, when they're talking about setting goals for their lives, we talked about, we even made them when school got out, set some goals for the summer. But then when you know what you're going at, how does that fit under the umbrella of, of taking you towards that thing? So I think that that's extremely helpful to know just because it not only gives you purpose in life, but it helps you with your daily decision making. For sure. And remembering your why, why you're doing this, what you're doing. Like one thing, being a business owner, not having clarity, you're just throwing money at different things, hoping Mm -hmm. something sticks and all you're doing is wasting that money. So that's something to keep in mind. Like you got to really know what you're working on, but you also have to know why you're doing it, why why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you don't, if you don't know why or what inspires you or what you're passionate about, then it's, you, you have to believe it to be able to sell it. For sure. Well, and it well, also it, helps people connect with you better when you know why you're doing it and you can tell people your why right. and inspire them, then they're connecting with you and then mm-hmm. they come to you. Right. Well, and I know our viewers can't see this, but you guys can see right behind me, there's a big, huge mm-hmm. five foot by yeah. six foot 
uh, canvas that I designed that says, remember why you started. It's behind, oh. it's behind me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, they <laughs> and, can see that. <laughs> and the reason I put that up there is for that exact reason, yeah. because it is very easy as you start doing business and you start to have a little success mm-hmm. and you start to make a little money, you start to lose sight of mm-hmm. why you got into this whole thing. And I know exactly why I got into this. And money was like way down on the list. Yeah, mm-hmm, It's for a sure. byproduct. And some people really don't like to hear that. But for me, that wasn't my why. And um, and so I want to remember, like, let's not lose sight of why I'm doing this and right. why I'm headed. Absolutely. Um, okay. So <clears throat> let we, we, we've talked a lot about direction and we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about clarity. And I think that you guys have articulated it extremely well. I think that the things that you're working on for the youth of America is going to be tremendously beneficial and i hope that it benefits you guys Mm -hmm. as well but again i think i would be interested in that even becoming a workshop that i would endorse and and support for adults right that's Uh, my plan i would probably attend something like that um so you guys got your hands on a lot of things Mm -hmm. which is great it's awesome Mm -hmm. it's okay to do more than one thing (laughs) absolutely it really is but it's also okay to do one thing if that's what you're Mm -hmm. if that's what you're good at but um if you could only do one thing like you had one thing, like I'm, I'm, I got to commit for some reason you just held feet to the fire. I got to do one thing and get paid for it for the rest of my life. What would that be? Uh, mine would still be photography. I think. Yeah. I, th- there's, it's never the same. It's no session is ever the same. It's constantly changing. There's so many different avenues, mm-hmm. but I like being able to tell a story and I like being able to capture those moments and memories and, just make an impact with just a memory captured. So it's, it's still my jam. I mean, as much as I'm focusing on a new path, you know, coming into next year and I might cut back a little, it's never, I'm never going to stop doing. So hire a photographer that is passionate about what they do and is going to take pride in your work. You'll get Mm -hmm. great pictures. Mm -hmm. Mine would be learning, uh, in some way, learning and growing. So, um, while I don't think college is necessary, I'm constantly investing in courses to learn something new. I'm constantly researching to learn something new, mm-hmm. reading books. Um, if I could get paid to just learn something new, oh my gosh, I would be in heaven. I listen to webinars. I listen to podcasts and things that help me grow all the time. Self-help, self-care. Yeah. Self-care, for Very, sure. very important, not self-help, self-care. Um, okay, so at the end of it all, what does success look like to Nick and Hay? Um, we talked about defining success. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, what does success look like to you? It's, it's freedom. It's not just finding, you took my answer. (laughs) It's not just financial freedom. It's, it's freedom to create my own schedule to be with Mm -hmm. my family. It's, it's freedom to take a day off and not be worried about it. It's, it's the freedom to not worry about working or when bills need to be paid or, you know, if we want to take a break and mm-hmm. go somewhere or it, it's just the overall freedom of being completely in control of everything every aspect of my life mm-hmm. D- you're ditto. a ditto on that yeah. one? okay well and i would say i mean i would say my answer is almost exactly the mm-hmm. same and like i said i've had this conversation a lot lately and it's it's based around some conversations i've had with some people that are very close to me but it's something that i have really been thinking about well there's a difference between being successful and like there's a difference between success success and being successful okay. you can you can have the best job and the prettiest house and the, drive the coolest car and still not feel successful sure. you i mean it, it it 
it's a some people might look at it and say you are and you might not feel like yeah, you are it, it's, it's all about it's all about how you feel about yourself right. feeling right. fulfilled yeah right. you can yourself. have all the money in the world and still not you know feel like well, you've made it it's something that i've really been trying to preach lately but i'm really trying to figure out how to articulate it better mm-hmm. yeah and i'm working it out in my own life and i'm one of these people that i don't like to tell people to do something that i'm not 100 percent sure of how to do it just i can encourage them but um but i think that it's important if you're listening today that you have to define what success is to you you know mm-hmm. there's a dictionary definition out there which yeah. is like achieving a goal or achieving something you set out mm-hmm. to do that's very generic mm-hmm. but you know like you lady said time freedom be able to be with your family be able to pursue the things that you mm-hmm. like and you know there's always the endless question time or money and the thing is you know i would choose time personally but you got to have a little money to be able to have free time so right. there's yeah. a balance there mm-hmm. um but if you know your why like we talked about yeah. mm-hmm. you have some direction you have to define i'm going to work towards something what is that and then you got to know if you are on the path of success and I would say success is always a moving target. Absolutely. I it's ever changing. It's, it's not. A, right. It's, it's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there'll ever be a point in my life where I say, all right, I made it. I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just not that type of person. And that's okay, too. But I don't feel at all like I'm a failure. I feel like I'm a successful person in my own mm-hmm. light. And I think that's where you got to be. And there's so much negativity Mm -hmm. out there and i think we have more access to information than we ever had Mm -hmm. for sure and so there's so many people that can judge you and what you're doing and if you allow those things to permeate your mind you start to doubt yourself you have to be true to you and what you're doing and know that you're on the right path you can't play the comparison game you can't especially on social media you can't compare your life to somebody else's highlight reel you can't you can see all the shiny pretty things that they have in their pictures but that doesn't mean that's like one moment of their yeah. year. You yeah, know? and you don't know what you know what's, what they're going through or what right. their life really looks like. So right. don't get so caught up in comparing yourself to everybody else when your definitions of success are going to be completely mm-hmm. different. Exactly. You see the highlight reel. Like I said, we see you ladies on there laughing and getting along. We didn't see the, the fight that happened on the day right. of the engagement. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't post that on social media. You uh, post thank the, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You, you post Ooh. the good things. And so right. you see people's lives and you think, man, they get to go to the best restaurants mm-hmm. and they get to go on these vacations and they get to buy these cars. And then you don't see all the things that are just, there's real life happening. Right. Like, yeah. Everybody has bad mm-hmm. days. Yep. So stop comparing yourself and just be you, mm-hmm. do you and be happy with that and, and go after it. So, um, Okay, so I want to end our episode today. We've had some really good conversation. Absolutely. This and is fun. Uh, I think we could go on for hours. Mm-hmm. And Probably. If you're still with us, we appreciate it. I hope these things <laughs> have inspired you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what would be a first step? If there's someone out there that is looking to find this clarity, this purpose, this direction, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. What's a good first step? Just something simple they could do today. Dream big. I mean, okay. think, of, think of your big dreams and and let that be kind of what guides you in that direction don't be afraid like don't don't play small because you're just gonna, that's gonna be the exact same things you're getting towards right you'll be there next week yeah, yeah. <laughs> go go f- go for the big things that may completely seem like they're unattainable but they're not it's just yeah. you just have to work towards them okay i think for me it's sitting down and this is part of her workshop and this is the part she made me do is really sitting down and kind of journaling what you love, what you're good at, uh, what you want your typical day to look like, what you don't like to do, you know, all of these, these basic things that to be mindful of, of every day we're rushing, we're rushing through things and just going through the motions. But if you sit down and really take the time of 
what I don't like about my day and what I don't want to do anymore, it kind of points you in the direction of where you do want to go. Right. Well, I think these are both excellent pieces of advice. And I would maybe just add to this to also a good first step would be to you got to silence the hate Mm -hmm. in your life, the haters. Um, And so if that comes to you through social media, if that comes to you because you're just around a negative group of friends all the time, if that comes to you because you just have people around you that just don't believe in you, then you got to find a way to either ignore it or yep. separate yourself from it. Absolutely. Because if your circle, whether that whether that's on social media, whether mm-hmm. that's your your people, your friends, your friends, your family, if they're the people keeping you doubting yourself, mm-hmm. then you're you're going to be stuck in that cycle forever. Mm-hmm. So maybe yep. the good first step is to figure out the people around you and see if if they're going to be a part of it, or if you might have to separate yourself for a minute. And uh, you know. I think that that's something that gets overlooked. Yeah. Like-minded people, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And that's one of the things that I talk about in the workshop is the five people that you surround yourself with most are a reflection of who you are as a person. So do you, you know, those are the kind of people that you want, you want to be around the like-minded people and the Mm -hmm. people that are going to lift you up and empower you and motivate you instead of every time you talk to this one friend, you're like, okay, well, thanks for that. You know, I won't get too much into this because we could start a whole other conversation, but I am in this leadership program for my job and my coach, um, he, in our, in one of our last coaching calls, he gave me this quote about what other people, you know, we're kind of talking about getting stuck on other people, what other people think. And the quote is, I will not let the words of others speak to my worth, but I will let them, um, Sorry. I will not let the words of others determine my worth, but I will let them speak to my growth. Yeah. So that has like, I wrote it on my, on a notepad and I stuck it to my computer and I look at it every day because I think that's so true. Very, very true. Yeah. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being our guest today. Like I said, we've been talking about very good conversationalist and, uh, we have to have you guys on again and good luck with everything that you're doing. I'm really excited to see what happens and, I'll be following closely on social media, so I know I'll know what's going on. But um, why don't you tell our audience just a minute how they can find you, whether it be the photography, the different things you're doing. This is your chance. The camera's there. Look at the camera and tell them all the different places they can find you. And, of course, on the video version of this, we'll make sure that we tag everything. But let our audience know where they can find you. You can find me at Instagram. Uh, That's where I am mostly. So it's at Haley McGillen, H-A-L-E-Y-M-C-G-I-L-L-E-N. Uh, you can find my photography Facebook page. Um, it's Details and Daydreams Photography. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, my website, which she designed. Um, and then you can find me personally at Nick Genro um, on Instagram and on Facebook. And then our, our Instagram. joint Instagram, yeah. We're Sisters. We're, We're Sisters, sisters. yeah. Yep. It'll be entertaining, I promise you. Yeah. It's, it's a fun one to follow. We've we just like we kind of took a hiatus for mm-hmm. a couple months and we're just slowly getting back into it, but it it didn't take long. We're excited. Yeah. So if you enjoy good content or if you're looking for a photographer or if you're looking for any of these things, if you're interested, if you, maybe you're an educator and you think one of these workshops would be great for your school or your students, uh, or if you want to know more about this stuff, look them up. You can reach us uh, at azbiz.com as well, and we can help you get in contact with them. And uh, thank you again for being here. We're excited to have you. Thank you so Um, much. So as I always say, um, my mother used to tell me, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and do something big, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time.